0: What are you doing? Updating all my apps.
1: We're on a date night, and we're updating apps. (laughs)
0: Are you taping? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, instead of talking about any of that stuff, why don't we talk about... how you're dealing with my cancer.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> Me? Why don't we talk about how you're dealing with it? Okay, I've. This will be quick. I feel like it's like a wart on my kidney that I need to get removed with major surgery. So I'm actually more worried.
1: About the major surgery. About
0: the major surgery.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not that worried. I feel like shit does go bad. Like, things happen in surgery. For sure. And there's lots of problems with it. But the chances are pretty slim.
1: Yeah. And
0: we're at a pretty good hospital.
1: But shit does happen.
0: But shit happens.
1: I know. That scares me, too. I think mostly because most people don't really think about that, or I don't know if they do or not. I mean, I definitely didn't think about that during my C-section, That about potential complications and dying like on, from a C-section from like major abdominal surgery.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, I kind of just took for granted, like, oh, okay, I'm getting a C-section, this is what you do and it never even really crossed my mind that there yeah. is a potential that I could die yeah. um, I don't know why but I now think about that and maybe it's because of the work you do and we've talked about it or yeah. or just reading about other things like even complications associated with c-sections yeah. uh, so that worries me a bit too yeah.
0: The recurrence part is a new concern of mine, which but, makes it. What's I that made you think about? It? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know it's, if you want to hear about all my worries. Oh, uh, I
0: don't know. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah. I think it's fine or I don't know I haven't really gone deep into that worry like I'm not worried about that too much it's just like oh it it you know before that conversation I was like thinking kind of about how I'm likely the 95% in the 95% who will be quote-unquote cured Right this. I mean
1: that is Also a potential There's the 5% Of people who totally. Don't get cured From this
0: I don't know Should you think About that Should we worry About that
1: No But
0: That's a genuine Question I mean question. it's a re-
1: it's a reality I mean I think We should worry About that Not worry about it But I don't know What the difference Is between worrying And just being aware Of it Right Like that is So the fact is There is a chance Yeah this problem could happen and that problem could happen and all this stuff yeah you know but i don't
0: i think that's for me it's that like that there is a five percent chance or whatever some small percentage that it won't be cured that it'll spread that it'll come back whatever that something bad will happen from this or not. Like it's not purely gone. Um, And for me, the way that I'm thinking about it right now is having that awareness is useful, but because it's a 95% chance or somewhere in that ballpark um, of success, then that feels like the likely outcome and so I feel optimistic Um, but knowing that there's a chance if things go sour and aren't as amazing as my optimism would suggest then then I think then I'll deal with it then I don't think I'm going to be bitter or blindsided I think It'll just be... I'll take it on then. hmm That's how I feel. I mean, that's kind of my default, how I deal with things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not suppressing anything, I think it's a good perspective.
0: Yeah. I really don't. I feel like that day that I... Fr- kind of, like, really was, I wasn't even scared. I was just, like, it really hit me hard that, shit, I might not live for, you know, I might die in six months, like...
1: Mm-hmm. When was that? Like, months ago. Did you tell me about it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was my, like, whoa, like, this is legit, and... This might kill me. When I, when I... That was when the liver lesions were...
1: That wasn't six months ago.
0: I don't know. How long <laughs>
1: like was? a month and a half ago.
0: Really? Before my CT. Before my MRI, sorry. Between my CT and it my like MRI. That was like two
1: months ago. Right.
0: Feels like a lifetime ago. Anyway, and between those... Yeah. Two things. I feel like I had a a night or a morning or something where I was like kind of deeply contemplating, you know, what I should do with my next six months if that's all I have.
1: What did you come up with?
0: Spend more time, spend more quality time with you guys.
1: Right. I remember this, yeah
0: sit more, and stay at my job. Yeah, that's good. And I think the sub point around my job is to focus on something. And the thing that was most obvious to me at that time and still is, is patient experience.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. Because, yeah, going through it, I feel like the... I don't know. I don't know if it's because we have a pretty open relationship in terms of dialogue. And, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like the anxiety around not knowing, like, not understand, like... Not getting a call back in time, not having a referral, not getting the right MRI, not like those system things were the major stressors. The like diagnosis and potential diagnosis was,
1: mm.
0: was like that night or that morning when I was scared about like what I was, you know, what if I died in six months. And that's not the same for everyone, but. I'm sure there's a significant amount of stress around just like having a shitty experience with the system.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But it doesn't need to be there. It's not, I know.
1: it's
0: a very solvable problem. just about my perspective and on dying generally because I'm not I'm not afraid of it and I don't have any like like big regrets or like the like worst part of dying for me is like that you guys will be sad and that Ash will grow without a dad. But, like, to be honest, like, I just feel like we have such a great community and great family and friends around that, like, I think he'll do great even if I wasn't around.
1: He'll be fine. And I he'll said have... great. I don't think he'll be great. I think he'll have a huge hole in his heart. I know. He will grow up missing you. He will. hmm And he'll survive. But that will be a huge hole in yeah. his life. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, I mean... There's nothing you can do Is a totally other side of it, but I mean, I don't know. (laughs) This is where I don't want to share all my worries, because if you think he's going to be great, that's fine. That's probably the good perspective, because if you can't do anything about it, what's the point of going out worrying about it? Mm -hmm. But I've got a long list of stuff. I
0: know, but I just feel like... And maybe this naive or, like, a privileged perspective, I just feel like tons of people grow up with single parents. Of course
1: they do, with, but they're missing something. There's, like, a huge absence, a hole, a yearning for that relationship. Yeah. You know? it's.
0: I know, but, like, we all have gaps in our... You know? Like, your parents were divorced. My dad didn't know his mom. My... Like I
1: And those are pretty traumatic experiences
0: For sure For sure But I mean Like we don't get through life Unscathed And for sure If if I could not die in six months Like for sure I would do that But I, I just feel like I hope that we're building a foundation In terms of how we're raising them And how we've built a community around him that he wouldn't be just a shell of a human if one of us died or if something happened, you know, like he lost a limb or, you know what I mean? Like, or some big traumatic thing happened because some big traumatic thing is going to happen to him at some point, to all of us.
1: Maybe. What traumatic has happened to you?
0: Nothing. But I mean I don't know. There's there's things that have
1: Yeah, but nothing at this scale. No, for sure.
0: I know, I, I'm I'm not saying that it'll be easy or like positive. But yeah, I guess I just think that it's, I don't know it's not even like I think that it's pointless I know like w- there's no value in that or I don't
1: yeah it's a great perspective I don't do that <laughs> new topic this is great for my death and dying series and my cancer series so those are two themes of season two I don't okay. know about death and dying because that started before but
0: can I talk a little bit about cancer sure I feel like because my I feel like because my cancer sounds so weird to say that I know Yeah, because I don't feel sick at all, like, zero symptoms, and B, because I have, I'm, like, resting on this 95% success rate or cure rate or whatever, I feel like there's a blip. Like, if all goes well, there's a blip in my... I think.
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: Yeah, and maybe it won't be and then but right now I feel like comparing my current little journey with like somebody who has 10 rounds of chemo or whatever
1: and radiation. Yeah. I don't know, I think so.
0: Yeah, or like Other people that we know, like, in Seattle and, um. Oh, yeah, Seattle.
1: Oh. Yeah, I know.
0: And other people that are, like, you know, chemo kicks the shit out of you.
1: And they've been dealing with it for years.
0: Yeah. Radiation therapy, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is, like, really hard on your body.
1: Yeah.
0: surgery especially like minimally invasive robotic surgery
1: it comes in, it's gone Like
0: yeah, man. you book a date, you go in you take it out I think home the next day or the same day
1: well, so it's really also kind of I don't know if it begs the question but I don't know, it's interesting at the very least that you have such a great prognosis because this was found incidentally you Mm -hmm. know like no one that's why you have no symptoms like this was found seen on a scan because they're looking for something else Mm -hmm. that you went in for that was just a pain and so lucky you because it was found and so you did, so it didn't have to wait till it got to the point of symptoms right. and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. Exactly. so it's like so the the question I'm wondering is it is, should is being begged sp- yeah scanned? like uh, yeah exactly like you know should we at a certain age all get like a full body scan just to see and give like a baseline of what's going on in our body
0: I think that would destroy our healthcare system yep cause or would I bet it, you like yeah because a lot of people,
1: well, would it prevent?
0: I, just, I don't know. I I'm not. know i mean, not would not yeah, <laughs> be no. able to
1: model this.
0: I just feel like a lot of people have benign or slow-growing tumors, lesions, whatever, in them that won't necessarily kill them or won't cause like acute um acute symptoms like severe acute symptoms
1: so should we be messing with those
0: messing with them
1: yeah i mean that's one of the things i've wondered about
0: for this yeah
1: like and I yeah again it's not something that I want to offer out but I guess like I just not thinking sort of taking it upon myself and saying what would what would I do in this situation because you obviously make decisions for you differently than I might make or whatever Mm -hmm. and I'm like would I want to just get it removed and I guess so but I'm like but what if i mean even the thought of a biopsy was a little concerning you know because there's some evidence that it could cause a spread you know like then we start interfering with stuff and i mean if we were just talking about this philosophically we could get really into this you know if i took me, you and me out of the picture and just said like should we do be doing surgery and generally i'm like i don't know you know, the naturalist in me doesn't like surgery. You know, I I have issues with my C-section and, you know, whatever. And, I, and it's like almost a similar situation. Like if we didn't do the C-section, would something have happened to him? Like would he have died? You know, and you never know. But should you just let things happen as they're supposed to? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm, then as they're supposed to is, is kind of insinuating that everything up until now has been this, like,
1: yeah.
0: benign, natural thing. Like, I know. living in the city, drinking this wine, using these using cell air phones, conditioning. air conditioning, treating your water, blah, blah, blah. Getting vaccines. Filtering the treatment that
1: you did of the water. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know.
0: Wearing contacts, dyeing your hair. Like, is <laughs> not exactly this, like, perfectly natural existence that we're living. I know. So... So we've the been question, intervening.
1: I know. Throughout. And I obviously realize that. So it's like, where's the line? Yeah. You know, at some point... do we cross that line
0: i don't think there's a line like a general line i don't think there's a line for humanity i think we all have to think about that reflect on that and draw our own lines
1: yeah for sure you have anything else you want
0: to say about this well yeah i guess just to kind of go back i feel like since because of the stage and the grade of the cancer um and the like success rate or whatever it feels almost like i don't have cancer or i don't have it in the kind of like big ominous scary way that i've held in the back of my mind forever um and so two things one i feel like almost a fraud yeah. in a way or not a, like i feel like saying i have cancer has more shock value than i feel like it deserves or more like mm-hmm. sympathy and like whoa, you're really sick, or you must be having a really hard time. Right. Like, those kind of things, I feel like, are often overboard compared to how I feel and how I think about it.
1: Which is also very similar to people, like, that fraud thing. And there's this weird discrepancy also... I hear from people with thyroid cancer and skin cancer because you get like Aaron talked about this huh. for body monologues
0: right.
1: one year about her skin cancer and how like it was really scary for her, but it's like the curable kind. Right. And so it was cured, but she still like felt like she, like you kind of feel the opposite, but I mean, I don't know maybe it's just like a hidden or something. But anyway, those are two cancers that are often thought of as like curable cancers or, or cervical cancer is another one, right? So these hmm. traditionally curable cancers, which I would say renal carcinoma, the stage or whatever, maybe, I don't know generally if it is, but at least in your Not case. Generally. You know, yeah, okay. So at this stage or whatever, but, um, but it's still a really scary experience. And anytime someone gets that, cancer diagnosis or that mm-hmm. cancer word thrown at them you know there's so many things that we attribute to that and it brings up so many feelings often even though you're suggesting it's not for you but
0: um no it it totally did when they said i had cancer i like right it hit me for sure and when i thought it was like metastatic right when i was in the liver and i thought it was like super late stage that definitely hit me um yeah so yeah it's not that it didn't hit me but just as I've processed it it feels like okay it's under control it's like treatable
1: um It's just I came home with their three-year-old, who ends in, like nine, ten o'clock at night, and he's not sleeping because they drove back. <laughs> and anyway, that distracted us. But yeah, it was just like we were talking about the getting that diagnosis and the, the this fraudulent like feeling of like fraud right. when you have a curable cancer.
0: Right.
1: Um, Anyway, that's
0: a common theme that I've heard. Yeah. Other careful cancers. So, yeah, the, like, second point around that is that, I don't know, I just feel like we should be having a more nuanced... Like, cancer's such a, like, wildly broad term that, you know, I feel like is, like, let's cure cancer and fight cancer and, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just feels like... It's so nonspecific and such... Um, there's so many different types of diseases that lie under that. That yeah. get sometimes overstigmatized and maybe sometimes understigmatized or underappreciated.
1: Well, I, I mean, I'm definitely not up on the cancer literature at all, which I mentioned to you recently that I feel like some of my cancer knowledge is outdated. And, you know, even just knowing that our friend is going through cancer treatments you know every 3 weeks and gets chemo and it's like maintenance or like mm-hmm. you know maintenance chemotherapy as opposed to trying to cure it necessarily and i i didn't even know that that protocol existed anyway so i feel i'm not up on it at all but i'm guessing now that i've been learning more about it through you and The other people um that probably cancer researchers are starting to think of it as not one disease like oh yeah you know it's a process yeah
0: yeah. i wouldn't imagine i don't think cancer researchers have thought of it as one disease i think media or like campaigns and marketing has has lumped it all together
1: yeah i mean there's There might be some cancer researchers that still think of it as one disease. I mean, I was doing a quick little literature search today looking at, like, chlorine and carcinoma or whatever, carcinogenic, whatever. And, like, there's cell lines that are used that are just, like, general cell lines of um, cancer cell lines that are used. And so they test different things based on this. So that's, like, a pretty generic perspective on cancer, like they really? were hepat hepatogenic cells or whatever, so I assume it means like liver cells. Liver, mm-hmm. But it didn't sound like they weren't talking about liver cancer. They I think it was just like a cell line that was being used that huh. is a carcinogen really? or carcinoma, or I don't even know if they call it carcinoma, I just whatever. It's a cancer cell line. So I'm sure at the very molecular level there's some people who are studying cancer and assuming or at least selling like cuz you you can't do all these cell lines some people do
0: I yeah I don't know anything about this field I just imagine that like there's different styles of cancer and in different tissues they respond differently and For
1: sure genetic but I'm just factors saying like, comparing it to like neuroscience like there's some people who are using like some researchers are just using you know, neuronal c- cell lines They don't really care where it came from Like, tr- like they report that But, like, they're just looking at basic functions Of neurons But, oh. like A dopaminergic neuron might be very different Than a cholinergic neuron versus whatever You right. know, and, like
0: But if you're trying to find a cure For a specific type of cancer do not I think you would but, use a specific Like
1: yeah, you if you specific- are a researcher who's looking at a specific type of cancer. But if you're just like, I'm under- I want to understand the process of cancer. Like, some people might just be looking at, like, how cancer cells divide. And they may not be doing a comparative analysis of, like, this cell line, this cell line, and that cell line. Hmm. You know? Like, because someone needs to just do basic shit.
0: Yeah, I just feel like cancer's been studied, like, crazy for the last few decades so
1: for sure but think of all the different cancers all the different but like, don't you
0: think those basic like how does cancer divide like it I just
1: said that but I know like, but like... it could be like is this particular chemical carcinogenic oh are they going like so the, oh, for example yeah, I yeah. was looking at this like chlorine it was literally specifically looking oh, okay. at yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. water
1: that was disinfected and how that was carcinogenic they were using these hepatogenic or hepatogenic, right. whatever, oh, okay, cells. Okay, okay, okay. Like, this was probably one of the first studies where they looked at water disinfected at different times of the <laughs> year because there's different things in it. So they were like, autumn water right. is more toxic than other times of the year. Whatever. I don't know the background. But anyway, so they haven't used a cell line. So these people don't, these researchers don't care what right. cell line yeah, they're yeah, looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Someone else is going to do all these different cell lines. Yeah. So, like, at some point it's very... It is very generic. Right. This conversation turned... (laughs) Very Mike and Mandy typical. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so I basically feel like a cancer fraud, and I feel like marketing of cancer is... Too non-specific.
1: I, know, I agree. Is that the last thing you want to say about in this conversation?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I have one thing that I want to say, but I do. I'm gonna say it, and then we're gonna close this. Okay. Are you cool with this? Unless
0: it's an absurd statement.
1: (laughs) It's not absurd. But when you asked me how I felt about all this, Mm. my heart sank. And then as I thought about talking about it, I felt weak and I felt nauseous. And I really didn't want to talk about it. And so I directed this conversation so i wouldn't have to talk about my feelings about this and i don't want to talk about it so i want to end right now
0: that's an absurd statement but fair fair
1: okay i just don't want to talk about it right now it's hard